Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Transformers Rise of the Beasts. For centuries, our kind has stayed hidden on Earth, but darkness has found us again. Hello, I'm J-Law, but you can call me Justin, and if you're joining us for the first time, well, we are Geekcentric, a podcast covering a world of movies, TV shows, toys, collectibles, and gaming. Joining me for today's spoiler-free review, there's more than meets the eye with this fellow geekster. Uh, I'm pretty sure he could transform into a giant pot plant, uh, the good <laughs> kind. <laughs> Mr. Darcy Hudson, how are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Darcy, I got to know, you know, Transformers been around for a really long time. We've got cartoons. We've got, uh, you know, uh, comics. We've got movies. How have you enjoyed Transformers in the past? What What is your go-to for enjoying the Transformers franchise? Well, I mean, one of the reasons why I was so excited for this film is the fact that one of my first memories of Transformers is Beasties or, or Beast Wars, and that was that was my first introduction. I had uh, Chi Tortoy, I had Rhinox, I had all the all the things. Can yeah. never transform them to save my life, of course, because they're always <laughs> impossible. Right. But that was where I first introduced or was in, introduced to it, and after that, I, I of course went out and you know watched the original animated series. As I got older, I started reading the comics and stuff like that. So the Transformers have always been interesting to me because there there is so much more to them than being these transforming robots. They have some really cool and impactful storylines that again are just I, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good story. So I don't for care. Sure what media it's in I'll, I'll consume it if i like it so yeah definitely the the beast wars though that's where it started yeah, i think i think that was my cartoon because like when when the originals were were out i think it was like like after 85 i, I was probably like two or three i definitely wasn't exposed to that and I, and I know as i got older i was probably introduced to it through my cousins and stuff who were older but it never really stuck but yeah you're right the toys stuck uh you know i, I had i remember having an optimus truck when i was younger um, either, either it was mine or it was someone else's. I, I can't remember. Um, <laughs> but I remember playing with that. But you're right. Uh, Beasties or Beast Wars. So to clarify, we are Canadian. In Canada, it is called Beasties. It's not called Beast Wars. In the States, in the United States, they call it Beast Wars. But here in Canada, because it was on running on a kid's channel, uh, YTV, uh, you know, the, the channel for, for any of us retro kids, um, it, they had to call it something else. So they called it Beasties. I don't know why, but that's that was it. Um, but this was my, like, like sort of almost a reintroduction to Transformers. And I had all the same toys, man. I had the Rhinox. I had the Scorponox. I had Megatron, like the big purple. I remember when I got that one. And then I was like, okay, I need Optimus. And uh, I remember I got it for my birthday. And that was... Uh, it was an epic day. Um, you know, it was it was pretty cool to have the Optimus and the Megatron uh, going at it. But then later in life, I uh, uh, reconnected with the Transformers franchise through the Michael Bay movies, the first one being the most memorable. And then after that, it just lost it, uh, became more about spectacle and less about story, uh, which is why I always will go back to the cartoons. I always I really do have fond memories of beasties looking back at the, that show uh the animation so rough but it's still oh, yeah. classic it doesn't look pretty but no. it's still fun to watch but the story like you said like the story for that first season uh the way they kind of implemented some of the 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 lore of transformers i gotta say it kind of did it a little bit better than 
this movie, but again, they, mm-hmm. they're a series. Mm-hmm. But okay, you know, we'll, we'll get into it. Now, before we transform into our discussion, I, I do want to just jump into a few announcements. Uh, as you know, we are in the summer of movies, uh, and we got a lot of movies and TV shows, uh, including our spoiler-free and spoiler-filled reviews for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. We also have spoiler-free reviews for American Born Chinese Season 1, uh, Disney's The Little Mermaid, Marvel Studios' Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and Fast 10. We also have a ton of interviews out now, like our most recent interview with Sophie Thatcher. Nate had a chance to sit down with the star from the uh, latest horror movie, The Boogeyman, as well as our interviews with Chuck Woody Awuji and Sean Gunn from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. You can catch those interviews here on podcast services of your choice or over on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric. And please make sure to subscribe so you can keep up with us on all the great stuff that we got coming for you. And finally, we are so stoked to announce that we've opened up our Discord for the first time. We've got spaces to not only discuss spoilers with us about the best movies and TV shows out now, but we also have spaces for the latest news and trailers from around the Geekiverse. We've got places for you to write questions that may be featured on the podcast. We've got a Whatcha channel so you can tell us what you've been watching or what you've been listening to or reading or playing and so much more. Uh, We can't wait to hear from you because we are geek-centric and you can be too. So join us on Discord and let's celebrate all the things we love together. Follow the link in the show notes to come join us on our Discord server. It's going to be a good time. But with that out of the way, let's get into our spoiler-free review for Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Now, if you don't know what this movie's about, let's get you up to speed with our synopsis. Here we go. Returning to the action and spectacle that has captured moviegoers around the world, Transformers Rise of the Beast will take the audience on a 90s globetrotting adventure with the Autobots and introduce a whole new faction of Transformers, the Maximals, to join them as allies in the existing battle for Earth. This is directed by Stephen Cappell Jr. and stars Anthony Ramos, Dominique Fishback, Luna Lauren Velez, Dean Scott Vasquez, Toby Wigwe, Peter Cullen, Ron Perlman, Peter Dinklage, Michelle Yeo, Liza Koshi, John Domingo, David Zobloff, Michaela J. Rodriguez, Pete Davidson, Cristo Fernandez, and Tongue Teresa. Transformers Rise of the Beast is exclusively in theaters June 9th, 2023. So this Friday, a huge thanks to our friends at Paramount Pictures Canada for inviting us out to the screening so we could see this movie and review it ahead of its release. Now, let's get into it. As we like to usually do our reviews, this is a what worked and what didn't work structure. So Darcy, why don't you kick things off? What worked for you, man? I mean, one of the reasons why I keep going to these Transformers movies is the introduction of the new Autobots Transformers we get. And I got to say, this one lives up to that. And mm-hmm. with the introduction of Wheeljack and Mirage, I think are two of my favorite Transformers in a long time. Mm-hmm. And again, the character design and development behind these these robots or aliens from another planet are is always incredible how they managed to bring such life to a, a cold metallic surface so again that was probably one of the strongest things coming out of this movie was again the characters were so lovable yeah i'm going to talk about the characters in one sec but the first thing you mentioned there uh, that kind of stuck out is, is the visual effects like mm-hmm. we, we are talking about you know a, a lengthy amount of years of transformer movies so you know this film does take the franchise's already impressive visual effects 
uh, to new heights. It's not necessarily mind blowing, but there's some cool spectacle moments uh, that will immerse the viewers in the world of of transforming robots. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the CGI is is, is incredibly detailed and, and more detailed than in the past. Like each frame seems like a testament to the artistry and the technical proudness of, of the visual effects team. Um, and there's such an attention to detail I find in, in the rendering of the metallic textures. Like this time around, they felt a little more worn. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they felt a little more, you know, like they, they were lived in, uh, not necessarily always so polished. Um, and, and even just the way that they, they transform, there's more of an intricacy to how that, that looks. And mm-hmm. I, I think that again, from a visual effects standpoint, what do you, you know, again, what do you expect really? It's, it's transformers. This is, this is what we're here for. Like you said, but you mentioned characters. I'm going to jump into two characters that I absolutely adored. And that is Anthony Ramos and Pete Davidson. Anthony Ramos plays Noah. And Pete Davidson plays Mirage. Um, they were their chemistry on screen was like palpable. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was the thing that kept me hooked. Um, I think you know Ramos brings a very grounded, heartfelt energy to his portrayal of Noah, while Pete Davidson brings this high octane, in your face portrayal of Mirage that captures wit and charm of the character, their banter, their brotherhood, adds such a layer of depth to the story and, and sort of gives it a very emotional element, you know, throughout the, the film. And I think just their relationship alone showcases the ability of how these movies can blend action and heart. And I think in, in a lot of ways, their relationship is actually the most enjoyable and memorable part of this movie, for me at least. I, I wanted to see more of it. So yeah, I, I, I do agree with you. I think the characters were great and and the whole entire cast i think it goes for the the entire everyone cast. Yeah. yeah i really enjoyed seeing the the level of diversity amongst the cast and this is not just from the actors but from the voice actors as well that are featured in this movie uh dominique fishback uh who kind of uh, plays opposite of anthony ramos's noah elena has her own arc that runs parallel to that of noah she is out on her own quest and destiny and it feels like they're both in this situation and earning, mm-hmm. you know, their right to be there. And these two human characters felt like they had purpose. Yeah, I mean, like that was something that was like uh, lacking in some of the later Transformers films yeah. was the re- like the, the reasoning for the humans to be involved. It kind of felt very loose. They were just there to be there. I mean, I mean, we, we talked about the young, the little girl from the last movie who from all the trailers seemed to be an integral part of the story, but in the actual movie, she's left by the wayside pretty quickly. Yeah. Whereas this one, we are they are introduced to the story and ha- they have their stakes laid out very clearly for us so we can understand why they're involved with this, you know, otherworldly level of, you know, in- invasion type thing with these right. robots and aliens. So yeah, this movie did a really good job of, again, bringing the humans to this grand scale battle, which yeah. I, th- I, re- I did enjoy. Yeah, and giving them a purpose. And like, you know, I think in the past, it's like, well, they're not really going to, these humans aren't really going to do anything. It's the robots. They're just going to run away from anything. robots. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas I think like even in Bumblebee as well with Haley Steinfeld's character, Charlie, there's a purpose towards mm-hmm. the end that she needs to serve. Um, and I think that, you know, again, we see that here with, with Anthony Ramos's Noah and, and Dominique Fishback's Elena. They, there's a purpose to them. Um, but yeah, the, the entire cast, I know a surprise and delight cast. 
uh for for the voice i said said his name cristo fernandez uh so good wheeljack was incredible. <laughs> wheeljack uh if you know if you know that name or if you don't know that name but maybe you've uh, just finished ted lasso season three he is danny rojas the most charismatic energetic soccer player on richmond and i was i was surprised and delighted to hear his voice i think again the cast is is a standout of of what worked um another thing i really enjoyed uh, and I, I think this is just more of a story element. Um, you know, in the past movies, we've always seen Optimus as this strong, confident leader. And, and I think in this movie, he's sort of portrayed with a lacking that leadership. He, he, mm-hmm. he feels the burden and weight of responsibility. I enjoyed that as a narrative element. I think that the only thing, again, as we get into what didn't work, they could have gone further with that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One last thing that worked, and then I'll I'll see. Is there anything else that you have that worked for you? I mean, I like the visuals and I like the characters. After that, I it becomes a list of what didn't work or wasn't really well executed, in my right. opinion. Well, okay, I, it's been online. A lot of people have been saying it. Um, it's a nostalgic boost mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of '90s hip hop music, uh, very New York driven. Um, that works for the movie. That works really, really well for the movie. Uh, but again, it's uh, it's it, it works and then it kind of dwindles. So you know what? Like we're we're kind of tiptoeing around it. Let's get we're into dancing around it. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into what didn't work. Um, why don't you kick things off there, uh, Dars? What what didn't work for you about this movie? It, I mean, again, again, a lot of it comes down to execution because the, the overall story I found engaging and stuff like that. But a lot of the decisions they made to drive this plot forward or the expositional scenes we got shoved down our throats at times mm-hmm. really felt heavy handed and remind me of those those later Transformers movies, like four or five, where it yeah. was just the humans were just there for exposition and it was just a bland story where, again, this story feels like it had a lot more to it. It was just not executed as as well as I had hoped, I guess. Yeah, I think that's my biggest gripe as well, and probably the biggest reason why this movie feels like it won't necessarily be a memorable movie, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. moments that I like, but I don't think, like, it's going to be memorable. Granted, it's it's better than most of the other Bayham, yes. I call them the Bayham, the Michael Bay movies, uh, you know, it's better than most of those. But I think the initial moments of this movie uh, really do grab your attention. Like I said, there's mm-hmm. there's a really great way that they they they've they've introduced uh noah they introduced mirage you know you got this 90s nostalgic hip-hop vibe that's going it's it's really really working however when the story progresses it suddenly becomes bogged down as you were mentioning by this heavy exposition you know lengthy dialogue scenes and expositional dumps that just slow down the pacing and disrupt the momentum uh, that felt established it felt very focused but then suddenly it just gets so much bigger just gets so much bigger. It, it, it goes up with like no expectation. You're not ready for it at exactly. all. All of a sudden, it's, you're in the middle of this massive story trying and, to figure out what's going on. Exactly. And you need the exposition. It provides the necessary context and the background information. It feels, but it feels overwhelming. And it and, mm-hmm. it, and it feels like it could have been handled more effectively. Like, you know, the the unfortunate imbalance I feel like is going to detract from from others enjoying this film. Some people may not. They might just go in already anticipating this. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. already expecting that it's it's going to be that. But I don't know. There, there's just a sense of missed potential overall with this movie. Like I was hinting at before, like, you know, Optimus being a reluctant hero, having sort of doubts in himself, like that hasn't been explored. But that could have been a movie on its own, right? Mm-hmm. The, Noah and Mirage's story could have been a movie on its own. The story about 
uh, Elena and what she's discovering throughout this movie, that could have been a movie. But instead, it's all bundled up into this less than two hour runtime movie. And I don't know, it's just it just doesn't feel like it it really lands. It feels like it's quickly became like every other Transformers movie with high stakes, over the top action um, and like, you know, world ending events, like just world ending events that felt so big. And, and I don't know, like I, I missed I was really hoping with with something like Bumblebee that we would get something a little bit smaller, a little bit more focused. Again, it, it does say in the name Transformers Rise of the Beast, so it's going to be, it, it kind of inherently has this epic nature, but I don't know. I don't know if it needed to be. I think there was, there's like like two or three movies in this one movie. Yes. Yeah. That was, that's what I walked out. I remember saying, I felt like that could have been two movies. They could have taken the time to explore some of these plot lines and then have had these characters go through the emotional growth or character development that would be understandable why they're making different decisions by the end of the movie. Whereas this one, like we're talking about Optimus Prime, a lot of like some of his decisions halfway through the movie don't match up with the character that they were portraying at the beginning. Exactly. And it's just, it, it, it takes you out of it when you're questioning why all yeah. of a sudden these changes are happening without getting the, that emotional, you know, payoff of seeing them happen on screen. So that, that was probably the biggest thing. And then another thing too is, as much as I love Transformers movies, and I know them going to they're going to be big action piece spectacles and stuff like that, it, there was no moment to really appreciate seeing some of these classic characters come to the screen where you get them on like a nice full shot for two to three seconds, and all of a sudden they're in the background of all this chaos going on, and they're moving on to another one of the Transformers, and it, it just it went by so quickly. I had a hard time, you know, focusing on the ones that we're supposed to be rooting for because they weren't giving us time to you know, follow the journey with one of them or something like that. It was, it was, yeah, the, the action pieces were a bit fast and all over the place, in my opinion. Yeah, they were fast. They were all over the place. They also felt very cookie cutter. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's some, something like, I, I feel like we've seen something similar to this in, you know, Revenge of the Fallen or even, maybe not even Revenge of the Fallen, sorry, uh, um, uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even even to a certain degree with, with um, Age of Extinction, just, you know, again, all of this army and led by some crazy lunatic who's out for something uh, for themselves. It's it's um, yeah, it's more or less what what we've gotten. And, and I was really, really hoping that we would have gotten something a little more nuanced, like like mm-hmm. Bumblebee. Like I yeah, was saying yeah. before, you know, this is better than most of the, the Michael Bay movie because there is an attention to at least the the characters to a certain degree, even though that they don't necessarily get to a um, a place where it feels fulfilling for them, or as you said, they're kind of challenging themselves. You can see that there is an attention to that, mm-hmm. and I don't know. For me, at least, it's it's my third favorite of of the Transformer movies because yeah, it's it's right there for me too. Yeah. I mean, again, and a lot of it comes down to because I found the characters really enjoying. Exactly, the story was engaging. It just wasn't executed well, in my opinion, because exactly. I, I found points where I was questioning why things happened, and I feel like if that's coming down to it, like I care about the story. But I had an issue with how they they told it, and that that's really my biggest issue with this movie is that the storytelling seemed to have fallen by the wayside, especially after the gem that I, that Bumblebee was, because Absolutely. it was so charming and heartwarming and, and grounded. Yes, this one again threw all those concepts out the window, basically to to its detriment. I think. Yeah, it 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 very much felt like you know uh, one step forward, two step backwards, sort of thing, mm-hmm. right? So okay, well, listen. With that all said, I think it's time to roll out with our final thoughts and our score 
which uh, we'll be rating out of one to five Autobots. Okay? All right. Darcy, why don't you kick us off? Well, again, I, I love the characters, and I did enjoy the story overall. It was just the pacing and, and the, the storytelling choices they took throughout the movie that really bogged me down and kind of took me out of it. So that being said, I, I did enjoy this a lot more than a lot of those later Transformers movies where the story was just an excuse to have robots fight each other. This one felt a bit more, again, purposed from the beginning. So I'll be giving this one uh, three out of five Autobots because, again, the story was engaging just the the could have been executed a whole lot better yeah. give me two movies to explore these characters instead of just the one yeah yeah i i totally agree i you know the characters are a plus the visual effects are a plus mm-hmm. some of the story elements that they they implemented uh were were pluses as well i just don't think that they went the full distance with it you know this mm-hmm. movie really does bite off more than it can chew within its limited runtime and i think that results in a lack of focus that hinders on the overall experience i think the film is ambitiously int- attempting to incorporate as you were mentioning various storylines characters and themes but ultimately struggles to give give each element the attention it deserves as a result the narrative feels disjointed with certain plot points and character arcs receiving insufficient development um, while there are glimpses of greatness as we were mentioning with the characters the music the nostalgia uh you know the visual effects uh i think the grand scope of the film and its attempt to expand the transformers universe while interesting does lack a cohesive execution and prevents it from reaching its full potential i couldn't help when i walked out watching this movie i i was yearning for something a little bit smaller and more focused uh approach very much like the refreshing simplicity of Bumblebee. While the epic scale and great battles may have their appeal in this movie, there is something to be said about the intimacy and depth that can be achieved uh, with a more contained narrative. And I think Bumblebee proved that a smaller scale Transformer story can be just as impactful, allowing for stronger character development and emotional resonance. Although Rise of the Beast attempts to balance its large scope, it falls victim to the weight of its own ambitions and and in a lot of ways. And going forward, I hope that the franchise considers returning to a more intimate storytelling approach, capturing the heart and soul of what made Bumblebee so beloved by fans. And I honestly believe, like if you look at that movie, there's no Optimus. There's no world ending thing. It's a smaller focus story. Um, And with this movie, the way it kicks off with you know, the introduction of Noah and the introduction of Mirage, but then quickly switches into a Transformers movie. Like that little bit, that little glimpse of them. It as started off so well. It and was then so just, cool. They dropped the ball. Yeah, they, 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 they and, went back to the, the old book, basically. And and like, who who's the focus here? Is it is it Noah and, and Mirage? Or is it Optimus and Noah? Like I was saying before, like Noah sits kind of in the middle you know, he's forming a new relationship with Mirage, but then he's running parallel with someone like Optimus in a lot of ways with his backstory and with Optimus's backstory. And that's also interesting. So then do we just not do an Optimus film? Why don't we just mm-hmm. do a Mirage film? Why does it always have to be doom and gloom? So all this to say, you know, the movie missed the mark for me. I am a, I am a fan of the Transformers movies, as I was mentioning. Um, but yeah, this is this is a solid three out of five Autobots. There's some there's some glimpse of greatness, but it just it doesn't doesn't reach execute it. doesn't execute it and doesn't hit yeah. that that mark. So, but 
that is it for this spoiler-free review. For Transformers Rise of the Beast, a huge thanks again to our friends at Paramount Pictures Canada for inviting us to this screening so we could review this movie early and get it out to you before it hits theaters June 9th. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to us wherever you enjoy podcasts of your choice. And if you want to write into the show and let us know your thoughts on this movie, on any Transformers movie, are we crazy? Was it a great movie? Hey, you can reach out to us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to us on Twitter at geekcentricyt or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. As I mentioned, we are amidst the summer of movies. We got a lot more coming. We may, we may, we may do some Flash stuff, uh, but we definitely got some Elemental stuff in the works. Uh, we definitely got some indie stuff in the works, so be sure to subscribe to us. Again, wherever you listen to podcasts, subscribe to us to YouTube, everywhere, everywhere. To hit the bells, hit the dings, and, and all that jazz. But until next time, Darcy, thank you so much for joining me for this spoiler-free review. And as we say, laters. Peace.